Sifter for the ear. News, interviews, reviews, cinema, TV, streaming, action. Hi, y'all. This is Jerry Williams, a.k.a. TV Jerry. The new movie from Taika Waititi is Next Goal Wins. It's currently playing in town and based on the true story about the American Samoan soccer team considered to be one of the worst in the world. Imagine my surprise when the new coach, played by Michael Fassbender, puts on a VCU hat. Turns out the real coach's daughter attended VCU in 2014 and actually played soccer here. My review of the movie is on the webpage for this show at tvjerry.com. I was training by lighting my face on fire and lighting my arms on fire and consistently redesigning what the gel is. So instead of it being two inches over my skin, now it's an eighth of an inch over my skin. That was Frank Alfano talking about creating his own gel to perform fire stunts. Frank has been working as a stuntman for movies and TV shows, including Joker, Gotham, The Gilded Age, Let the Right One In, and lots more. We'll talk about his work on those shows and more in addition to a story about working with Emma Stone. Sifter Review of the Week Please don't destroy The Treasure of Foggy Mountain. Even if a recent episode of Saturday Night Live isn't great, you can depend on the shorts by Please Don't Destroy to be amusing. They're that trio of dorks, Martin Herlihy, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall, and this is their first feature film, which takes their characters, basically themselves, on an adventure to find a lost treasure. Their slightly surreal setups take real-world situations and make them absurdly funny. This delightful romp is loaded with silly gags, often at their own expense, and genuinely hilarious moments. The hawk scene flies to mind. Toss in Conan O'Brien and Bowen Yang to add their comic touch. Since this group's background is in short segments, it could have been a challenge to make a feature-length film, but they maintain enough narrative throughline to keep it continuously entertaining fun. I gave Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain four out of five stars. And it's Alfano. Yeah. Okay. Alfano is how to say it in Italian. Alfano is how to say it down south. <laughs> so how did you get interested in theater? Why did you decide you want to be an actor? So yeah, I had been doing theater since I was nine. How did you end up at VCU? I followed a girl. My, my high school sweetheart had gone to, um, I, I think it was Mary Washington in Fredericksburg. Right. So I looked around within like driving distance and I found VCU was listed as one of the top theater programs because of the guest artists. And then as soon as I auditioned, I just fell in love with it. What was your first gig? Oh, Telemundo. That was my first stunt gig. Down in Miami, I got hired to uh, jump out of a building. Then like a month or so later, they wanted me to jump out of a helicopter into the ocean. Which is on your reel. That's pretty impressive. And it was high up there. I mean, it, I, I don't know. It was probably 20 feet. But every time I tell a story, it'll get, you know, two feet high. <laughs> right. it, was, it was 95 feet up in the air. And But the, the tricky part about that was the director wanted me to hit the water sideways oh. because if I go in feet first that's how you safely dive but when they shot the scene where the actor doing it he turned sideways so they really wanted him to hit the water sideways which gave me bone bruises knocked the life out of me so that was one continuous shot because obviously there was the shot falling from the chopper and then landing in the water was that two shots or did you have to do it in one shot I had to do it twice so the first time I did it it went fine but the second time we did it was eight hours later where the tide is now in. And so as my hand breaks the surface of the water, the water comes down and away from me. And my hand is dry for a second and then comes up and catches my ribs. So that's the one you actually see, you know, and then right afterwards, another stunt guy jumps in after me and 
you know, saves me. And we had, of course, a, a water safety team just off frame to, to come in and grab us. I noticed on your IMDb page, it says stunt coordinator as opposed to stunt man. Well, what is the difference and how do you get to be a stunt coordinator? A stunt man, a stunt woman, a stunt performer is the one who performs the actual stunt in front of the camera. Right. A stunt coordinator is responsible for designing the action, overseeing the safety of the entire stunt scene and usually the entire production. And it can be as complicated as setting up a huge fight scene with wire gags and explosions and all this stuff. Or it could be as simple as an actor has to like push another actor. Either way, the stunt coordinator has to be there to make sure it's safe. So a stunt coordinator also has to work with each and every single department to make sure that everything is done as best as possible and as safe as possible. You mean like props that aren't going to hurt somebody? We work with props to make sure that stunt safe props. We work, of course, special effects, but even wardrobe, costuming. So most of the coordinating jobs I do are based on the idea that I have set a lot of people on fire successfully over my career. But I have to walk wardrobe every time. You need to get sizes that are larger than the sizes that they list because we have to put several layers underneath them, wet layers. These are the materials that the wardrobe has to be made out of because if they're made out of the wrong material, it can melt. Polyester would be one of those, wouldn't it? Polyester, um, all unnatural fibers would melt to a performer. So that puts them at high risk. Other fabrics, when they're burnt, release different types of fumes that are poisonous. So if you want to burn in a certain outfit and it's made by this, well, now we have to make sure that we're outside or a heavily ventilated area or something like that because the fumes just sitting there are too dangerous. Right. Or right. just make it out of cotton. Yeah. Surprise guest drop in. David. Hi, how are you all? Footnote. David Leong is a certified fight master, an emeritus professor and former chair of Theater VCU. I was just last night, just launched a website for myself and I was looking through Uh any photo that I could that might be good for the website. And I found all of our bloody photos. (laughs) 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 I know the picture of you just kind of looking at your iPhone while he's covered with blood is just hysterical. You know, I love it. (laughs) David, how did you first find Frank? I'm assuming it was at VCU. He was one of the most amazing people you could have as a student. He was a perseverance. He asked all the right questions. And when he came in, you know, he he was, you know, and and if you don't mind me saying this, he was struggling to sort of find himself, you know, and he said, hey, I want to be a stunt guy. And Aaron Anderson, another faculty member, and myself said, okay, well, this is what you have to do. You're going to have to go to Florida. You have to get your, you know, get yourself built up, take martial arts classes, bulk up because he was pretty thin. Let me just say for one second, for those who can't see him or we'll see him on the site, he's no longer thin. He is definitely bulked up. Yeah. 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 And he did it superbly and then sort of became, you know, king of the hill down there. But I want to say something before that. Uh, your perseverance. You know, I mean, Patty has a story. My partner and wife has a story of you in musical theater class where you had trouble hitting the notes. He came to rehearsal. He was cast as an understudy in the Civil War. Footnote. The Civil War was a musical telling of the event staged by David Leong and Patty DeBeck at VCU. Leong also worked on the Broadway production. Whenever a person couldn't, he was either late or couldn't make it, Frank stepped in. He knew everyone's choreography and he did it effortlessly. That is a very nice way to like, I didn't know the note. 
I didn't know what a note was. The musical director literally said, sing a C. So I just sang the word C. <laughs> Not under, like none, no concept of it all. But because of that, I was taking singing lessons secretly. I needed to prove to myself because I had failed at something. I needed to prove that I could succeed. So I took singing lessons for two years. So David, did you get a chance to work with him as a stunt person in school or later? Later, actually, it was a year and a half ago, I did a production on Broadway. It was the production of Macbeth starring Daniel Craig. Right. And I called Frank and I said, Frank, we've got a workshop to do. I've got to brainstorm ideas. So Frank was fabulous. And he, he met with us. A workshop, for those people that don't know, is before you go into rehearsal, you try out ideas to come up with the right fit, you know, the right choreography. Well, Frank was coming up, well, how about this? How about this? How about this? And we worked very hard for days at a time until we could show the finished product to the creative team for the Broadway production of Macbeth. And Frank was amazing then as he was uh, as a student. And again, I am forever grateful to you for that, Frank. It was a lot of fun to do. Uh, that was a really great project to kind of like create and have fun with. Um, and that's where we had our big bloodbath because then the uh, the special effects guys at J&M wanted to show how all the blood effects would work. And I was like, well, it's better to pour it on the stunt guy than like <laughs> than anybody else in the room because I'm right. used to it at this point. You and Aaron are my origin story. When I told you I didn't want to study acting anymore, I only wanted to do stunts, and but I still wanted my degree. I yeah. didn't, I wasn't going to leave school. Right. I paid too much for that degree. I needed it. And both of them were just 100% supportive, and it gave me the, the space and freedom to go after what I wanted. And I'm very, very fortunate that I make my living doing what I love and being able to perform and create for movies and TV. They've been supporting me then and since. I'm just grateful to have you in my life, Frank. Um, thank you very much for everything. Jerry, I'll sign off with that. Thank you so much for dropping in, David. Okay. So obviously I looked at your reel and looked at your IMDb and you've done falls, falling downstairs, falling the helicopter that we talked about earlier, car hits, fights, and obviously you've done lots of fire. Is that your favorite thing? Is that your favorite kind of stunt work? I don't know. Everybody assumes it's my favorite because I do it the most often. But the only reason I started fire was because I can't do a backflip. When I started in Orlando, if you weren't a martial artist for your entire life, or a gymnast, or you look like, you know, a Marvel character or a Helmsworth brother, you weren't considered a stuntman. And I didn't have any of those skills, but I started fire because it gave me something that nobody else was doing that I was able to then work on and practice on my own without relying on other people to gatekeep my entrance into stunts. It is fun to do in theory. It's a lot of fun afterwards to watch the footage. Right. It is very uncomfortable while you're doing it because you are cold and wet and it almost never happens in summer. It's either rainy all day or it's freezing cold. Stunt driving is always great. You're playing. It always feels like play. Right. Uh, shootouts are fun because it's literally you're playing cops and robbers with your friends. Then I would think falls would be the worst because those are the ones you can li most likely get hurt from. Yeah, I, I am not a high fall guy. If you put me on a wire, 
I could do a whole bunch of stuff. And I've spent the last two years uh, focusing on my rigging skills because there's a lot of finesse and art with either whether you're on the wire, designing the wire, or pulling the wire. Right. So wire work has been a lot of fun for me recently. And horseback riding, I started that this year. And scuba diving, I started diving with sharks at the end of last year. So I don't know. I'm in love with most of it. High falls are the ones that I'm like, hey, a lot of times if I get called for a high fall, unless I'm on fire, I'm like, they're as much as I want the job and the money and the clout and all that stuff. They're 10 guys who are better. That's what they do. Since you talked about fire and you've got so much, and it's funny that you mentioned that you were cold because I remember back in the days they were in these giant asbestos suits and they looked like, you know, mummies walking around and they were sweating because they were in these hot suits. How has fire changed and what created that so uh back i think it's in the 80s uh either late 80s early 90s there was one special effects stuntman who created a gel and it was thick in water and so it kept your body temperature cooler and you would soak your layers in that so you didn't have to wear this huge thick suit where you right. look like michelin men because over and over again what ended up happening is a lot of producers and directors didn't want to see fire burns anymore because you can see that it's a lot of clothes and the guy is not actually in fire. Right. A bunch of different guys started making different types of gels. And then the evolution happened where there started to be skin gels, where now all you have to do is put this gel on your skin and put fuel on top and light that on fire. And it'll keep you safe for X amount of time. And that's actually how I kind of got my start in fire is I made my own skin burn gel oh wow i was training by lighting my face on fire and lighting my arms on fire every night uh and consistently redesigning what the gel is to make it so it's not as thick so instead of it being two inches over my skin now it's an eighth of an inch over my skin and one of the things that we're noticing that is happening with fire burns productions think that they should enhance the fire burn with cgi i was fire. gonna ask you about cgi next yeah so cgi fire is not nearly to where they think it is it looks fake well, every time every single time and what it ends up doing more often than not is if you take a big burn on somebody so let's say i'm doing a full burn but i leave all of this open so there's not flames here footnote frank is gesturing at the area around his upper chest so what they'll do is they'll just post some CGI on, but it looks like a cartoon because it right. doesn't move with the person or the environment. So this now makes it all look fake. Whether they realize it or not, they no longer have a suspension of disbelief. They know that guy is not really on fire. That guy is not really in danger. That character is not somebody I have to care about because it's like watching a cartoon. I was watching Gen V, the new series on Prime, which is the spinoff of The Boys, and there was a fire in that. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, that was totally fake. So, yeah, it really screams out. It really does. I don't think productions understand. It actually is cheaper for me to light a person on fire than for you to pay somebody to CGI that fire. Obviously, your resume, everything from Jokers, Clerks, Succession, Gilded Age, which is the new season just started. Tell us some interesting stories about some of the uh, the work you did on some of those and either what went right or what went wrong or what was kind of fun about it. Gilded Age was just a, a fight scene I did, I think, for the pilot, uh, which is we got there. It was me and two other stunt guys, and we were supposed to fight as a distraction. 
And the challenge that was given to us is uh, we need you guys to cover about 20 feet. You have to start here, but you have to get here immediately for the scene to make sense. So I just made the suggestion. I was like, well, how about you just take me and you just throw me as hard as you can. Uh. Throw me over there and I'll cover the distance. And that's what we did. Uh. One big hip throw. I rolled down. He came over. He punched me in the face a bunch. And then we both ran off. Joker, I was a part of the riot scene towards the end of the movie. My job was to get beat up by the cops. Uh, as the car is coming by, I was thrown into the street and I got beaten up and had to roll out of the way before the car hit me. And then the opposite. So when the camera's facing out of the car, I had to be thrown across it. Just more and more chaos. How complex and how long does something actually, I mean, I'm sure it was on screen for maybe five seconds, 10 seconds. How much work actually went into creating that one little tiny bit? Well, just that bit was nothing. It was literally uh, what we did is a couple hours before they were ready to shoot, stunt coordinator um, George Aguilar took all the stunt guys and he walked us through the path that the car was going to come. He walked us down and he's like, okay, we're going to have a couple guys over here and you guys come over here. You beat them up when the car comes, throw in front. All right, great. And we go, okay, we will serve the script. We will serve the story and we will make it as interesting as possible without making it about us right this is about chaos and then i was there in the last moment with joaquin phoenix dancing on top of the taxi and my job was to one keep the extras away from the car because they kept banging on it which could make him slip right and if he did fall to jump underneath him to be his landing <laughs> pad to make sure he doesn't touch the ground so right, right. i was told stand here riot 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 get ready to leap in case he starts to fall like catch him no matter what I'm like all right can't do luckily it. he didn't he did not and joaquin phoenix is such a nice wonderful guy and actor he introduced himself to every single stunt guy that he was working with and then wow. he remembered all of our names the entire time i think it's one of my favorite things about this career is i get to meet so many creative people and watch them do what they're amazing at well let me ask you this on the like for example on that joker you said extras and stunt people so how do they make sure that the extras don't get too rambunctious and the stunt people are able to get through and do what they need to do because you're all there together like in a big scene like those at the end of that movie there are pas that are in charge of the background actors so i think we had between two and three hundred background that night so for every like 10 to 20 of them there's one pa who's in charge of this group but we were also told that night you guys are kind of referees for them so we are also kind of a part of like creating this buffer where we go hey we're the stunt guys don't go past this point or you're putting yourself in danger and you're putting us in danger and then if somebody does do that we're really good at what we do. So we work around them. And then as soon as they say cut, we talk to the PAs, the coordinator, the first, you know, the second ADs. And we go, this guy, that guy, and that guy got in the way, put us and themselves in danger. And then those guys are removed. Yeah. Yeah. What was one of the most challenging stunts you've ever done? So the most challenging stunt I think I've done is I had to light both my arms and my face on fire for a skin burn while my legs and my back were on fire. I was for a show called uh, Let the Right One In. Footnote. Let the Right One In was a Showtime series taken from the Swedish movie about a child vampire. I started watching that series because I'd seen the originals and I thought it was pretty interesting. It obviously didn't succeed. But uh, what did you get to do on that? So it was in the very beginning of the show. There's a young boy whose dad is trying this experimental thing to see if he can get him to not be a vampire. 
and brings him outside to watch the sunrise and he bursts into flames. I remember that. The challenge was we had to do it outside in the snow in the middle of August. Obviously it wasn't real snow. Right. And that's where the challenge came in. It rained oh. all day. Great. Storms, pouring rain all day. So we have this big field and all of the snow is actually Epsom salt because you can't put cotton snow on the ground because that's going to just go up in flames. So they used Epsom salt. What we learned that night as we're prepping me and my face and my arms and all this stuff, a, a little part of the Epsom salt ended up in my gel and dissolved my gel. Oh, wow. Just like it would snow. So we were like, okay, we got to be very, very careful. We threw that gel out. We came back for more. As we're prepping me, I can feel my face almost melting and my arms almost melting. And I can't figure out why. It's new gel. It's fresh. There's no reason for it to move whatsoever. It turns out that when Epsom salt is just soaked and wet, it releases fumes into the air. Uh And those fumes were dissolving my gel as I was wearing it. Wow. And there was no way to escape it because I'm in the middle of this giant field that is just now fumes. So that so the the fire burn didn't happen in the same way that we were hoping because when we did the test footage, we were on fire for a minute at a time. And now when we're shooting it, it's significantly less time. And I have to scream with my face on fire. But it, what I hear is it's been pulled off of everything anyway. You can't buy it. You can't rent it. You can't find it. So I never actually got to see what that burn ended up looking like. I remember it was pretty impressive, but that was a while back. So you mentioned that uh, Joaquin Phoenix was a cool guy. Who are some of the others? Who's somebody that you thought was really special or kind of had an interesting experience with? Uh, hands down, my 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 favorite um, actor I've worked with so far is Emma Stone. She was just the best and amazing and so kind and sweet. And what show was that? I worked with her on a show called Maniac. Footnote. Maniac was a Netflix series from 2018 starring Emma Stone and Jonah Hill, who play characters who are part of a pharmaceutical trial. She's in a dream world and she has to shoot her way through 30 different KGB people. And it's they did it as a true oneer, which means there's no staples, there's no cuts. It is three minutes, I think, of just straight shootout fighting. Wow. We spent days like designing who comes from what. It's about 20 to 30 guys, but five of us have to play all those guys. Let's get shot, fall down, run around, right? Uh, right. The rehearsal. Uh, one of the things I have to do is I come out with a gun, she grabs my wrist and she flips me and then shoots me in the head. And so when we taught this to Emma, so we get to the rehearsal, uh, she throws me, I land onto a eight inch mat, right? Which is standard for rehearsals. And then she asks, when we shoot this on the day, how are we going to slide the mat in where it's not seen for him to land on? My boss said, oh, no, no, no Matt. He just hits the ground. And their response was like, oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and hit the ground. <laughs> and so my boss looked at me. He's like, Frank, it's like, yeah, I got it. And I jumped in the ground and I flipped and I hit my back on the ground. And she was like, oh, and you're okay? I was like, absolutely. That's fine. That's what I do. And then on the day when we were shooting, she made a lot of calls on like, well, do we use actual rounds, not actual rounds, actual rounds, will sh- uh, the casings will come out. She's like, I don't want these guys slipping on casings. She was very aware of like what everybody needs to do to be safe. And she was very adamant about 
standing up and making sure that she felt that everybody was as safe as possible to make it look as cool as possible. Well, so when you're not working on a set and obviously during the strike, you've not been able to work at all. Uh, So when you're not working on a set, what are you watching? What do you like to watch at home? Uh, The way that I see it is I kind of say like I do stunts for film for free. You're paying me for all of the training I do. Right. Training is a full-time job. If I'm not on set, I'm in a stunt studio working on rigging, working on fire, working on horses, scuba, driving school, whatever I can to make myself as valuable as possible. Fights, martial arts. I'm in the gym almost every day, two to three hours to to make sure I'm in shape and I'm, you know, ready to go at any point. I don't know. I I try to try to watch shows now that kind of take me away from my world. I was going to say, do you watch action stuff or do you watch like baking shows and reality stuff? I do watch some trash reality. I do Love is Blind. And that's that's part of the the challenge right now is because of the strike. I don't want to watch Love is Blind or um, what's a, the island one. One of the island ones. I don't watch one, any one of the island ones. Right. right Where right. it's like you don't hook up with anybody while you're on the island. So like I used to love all those, but because of the strike, they're leaning heavily on shooting those because they're not covered by SAG. Right. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, Abbott Elementary, those wonderful, wonderful comedies that can just like they're not stunt related. Because if I watch an action movie, I'm going to just watch an action movie and break it down and start going, well, how do they do that? How do they do that? I got to research that. Right, uh, right. And Disney all day, every day, Disney. I. Love Disney, I think, more than anything else. Do you have any children? I do not. Because you'd be in Disney all the time, for sure. Yep. Well, Frank, I want to thank you so much for doing this. And good luck on getting back out there as soon as the strike's up. And keep us posted on what you're going to be uh, in, and I'll try to relate some of that, too. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, I I got a new website. It's frankstunts.com. Everything is listed there that you can, like, click and see what's what. Terrific. I'll be sure to include that on the webpage for the show. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Jerry. That was Frank Alfano talking about working as a stuntman for movies and TV shows. I'll have a link to his websites and more on the webpage for this show at tvjerry.com. Coming soon. In theaters. Napoleon. Ridley Scott's latest epic stars Joaquin Phoenix as the Emperor and Vanessa Kirby as Josephine. Wish. The latest Disney animated film is about a young girl who wishes on a star and gets more than she bargained for. Saltburn. An Oxford student, Barry Cogan, is drawn into the world of his aristocratic classmate, played by Jacob Elordi, who was just in Priscilla as Elvis. Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. A few weeks after Taylor Swift's concert movie comes this one from the other big tour of the year. TV and streaming. Squid Game, The Challenge on Netflix. Real-life contestants compete in games based on the popular series, hopefully without the fatal endings. There is a $4.56 million prize. Faraway Downs on Hulu. This series is set in Australia, the home of stars Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman. When her ranch is threatened after her husband's death, she teams up with her co-star to save it. Obituary on Hulu. A writer of obituaries is paid by the listing, but when the deaths dry up, she takes it upon herself to boost her business. Little Richard, I Am Everything on Max, one of the two docs that's around on the famous rock and roller. Doy Boy on Netflix. An ethnic Sean sex worker in Thailand gets drawn into political activism. Fargo on FX and Hulu returns for a new series starring John Hamm, Juno Temple, and Jennifer Jason Lee. 
Next week, we take a ride to Stanton to meet Brian Rhodes, who owns a dealership called Antique and Classic Automobiles. He'll tell stories about renting his cars for movies. This is Jerry Williams. Thanks for listening. For more Sister, including literally thousands, thousands of reviews, reviews visit tvjerry.com.